following is presented by CrewRoundTable.com Podcast Network. Welcome to Illegal Touching with Captain Handsome, your guide to finding value, making picks, and getting paid. This is Illegal Touching with Captain Handsome. Good day, everyone. This is uh, Captain Handsome back with another installment of Illegal Touching with Captain Handsome. Week one came by. It was entertaining. We won some. We lost some. I'm going to start with a little bit of a recap. Um, um, I'm going to be brief. I'm not going to go over everything crazy. If you have any questions, you know how to reach me. Uh, again, against the spread last week, because we get picks for every game, even ones we don't love. Against the spread, we were eight and seven. Not ideal. Not a bad start to the year. Um, we're still over 500, which is ha- which makes us happy. Um, the bets that we recommended, uh, we won uh, the Oakland uh, spread and money line bets. We won our Baltimore spread and Baltimore money line bets. We won the Philly and we won uh, the Minnesota bet. We lost the Pats, which I didn't put on the on the. Uh, podcast, but I did put on my Twitter um, because I believe that I really believe the Pats were going to roll that game. Um, so I counted as a loss uh, for the purposes of this. We lost Arizona, which I couldn't buy. I mean, they had that in hand and then fell apart in the second half. God, they were awful. We lost Seattle on the money line, and that was the real stinger because I really felt like there were two terrible calls that cost Seattle 11 points. And in my opinion, cost them the game that they, they should have won. Um, so I felt like both of those should have been winners. But this is the NFL. We know the officiating's bad. <laughs> and we know that that means that we're going to be angry sometimes about some plays that we don't like. But sometimes we get calls that work in our favor. And that's how the game works. So we're not going to bitch about it. You know, we won six bets. We lost four bets. Uh, we made a little bit of money last week. It wasn't a crazy week, but uh, Minnie really helped us out on uh, on the Monday Nighter, and I, I really, really liked that. I added some money myself uh, <laughs> because I wanted to make a little bit more, and uh, I really, really liked Minnesota. I should have made it a two-unit bet, but I didn't. Um, officially, I made it more than that unofficially. <laughs> um, so we're, we're going to run right into week two and uh, go over each game. Um, we're going to start uh, with Arizona at Indianapolis. Uh, Arizona is favored by seven points uh, at Indianapolis, which, uh, I mean, that tells you that Arizona is 10 points better than Indianapolis on a neutral field. And after last week, you look at Arizona, you say, how can they be 10 points better than any team on a neutral field? Well, they can when it's Indianapolis. Uh, <laughs> the truth is this. I I don't want to take Arizona. I'm not going to bet this game because I think Arizona um, has some issues that they clearly need to deal with, and, and losing David Johnson is huge for them. But Indianapolis is terrible. I mean, and we, Andrew Luck is a really good quarterback. Andrew Luck should be the MVP just based on how bad this team is without him. I mean, they're a, they're a f- close to 500 team with him. They're a zero team without him. Um, Jacoby Brissett is the wild card, I guess. I, I, from what I've seen, I still haven't seen them announce a starter for the game. Um, but I watched every second of the game last year that he played against the Dolphins, and he didn't look confident. He didn't look great. I think he needs some more seasoning. He needs some more games. I think down the road, um, he might be a, a serviceable quarterback. And he's still better than Scott Tolzien because you're better than T- Scott Tolzien. Whoever is listening to this right now is better than Scott Tolzien. So I'm taking Arizona, but I don't love it. 
The next game we're going to look at, Buffalo at Carolina. Carolina is taking seven points. They look really, or giving seven points, sorry. They looked really good last week against a bad 49ers team. Uh, and the Bills beat the team that's probably the worst in the NFL. I mean, they're not the worst right now because we know that Indy's the worst right now. But once Luck's back, the, the Jets are clearly the worst team in the NFL. Uh, so as far as I'm concerned, neither of them looked particularly impressive. Carolina's still carrying a lot of hype because, I mean, they beat, they beat a bad team handily. And everybody in the preseason thought, oh, they're going to come back and win the division this year. <sighs> Are they going to beat Buffalo by more than a TD? I love that McDermott um, is coming back to face his old team. He knows their systems pretty well. Um, I just think Buffalo keeps this game close. Uh, I think that they, they keep them bottled up, but I think their defense is still pretty solid. Um, they're still going to lose the game, but I think it's like one of those things where maybe it's garbage time where they come back and score a late touchdown and only lose by four or something like that. I just, seven's a lot of points, and, and, and thinking Carolina can win this by more than a touchdown, I, I just don't think they're there yet. So I'm taking Buffalo. Chicago at Tampa. Tampa's favored by seven. Uh, Tampa looked really, really nothing last week because they didn't get to play due to the hurricane. Uh, their game with Miami obviously was moved to week 11, so this is their week one of 16 straight. Uh, Chicago looked really good in a game that everyone except me expected them to compete um, in because the you know Falcons had that Super Bowl hangover. They had the element of surprise, though. I mean, it really got to let Tariq Cohen just explode into the NFL. Um, and who told you about Tariq Cohen? I think that might have been me. I'm sure there's a lot of smarter people who also told you about Tariq Cohen, but I definitely told you about Tariq Cohen because I loved that guy. I, that Arizona game alone made me fall in love with him. Um, so there's no surprise this week. I think the Bucks have been able to game plan for him. Uh, and the Bears have, I mean, Kevin White's out. They've got no receivers, man. Uh, I think I think the Bucks start the season really hot and they roll. Um, I think this is this year is Jameis Winston's coming out party, and it starts in Week One with a with a big statement win over over Chicago at home. Cleveland at Baltimore. Baltimore is giving away eight and a half points. Uh, this is the great Week Two overreaction. Baltimore beat a really bad Cincy team, and if if you didn't realize how bad that Cincy team was, then hopefully after last night you now have now realized how bad that Cincy team is. And I thought Cleveland really fought against a great Steelers team. Cleveland was super tough against the run, which is what Baltimore wants to do to set everything up. Um, I think that they really, I think they're going to keep this one close. I don't see this one being more than a touchdown victory. Baltimore still probably wins, but a field goal, something like that. Um, I mean, Baltimore's still got a ton of injuries on the offensive line. They've got their offensive line isn't in great shape, so I. I I see this one being a lot closer than, than you know, the, the eight and a half point spread, so I'm, I'm taking Cleveland there. We're going to move forward on to probably the game that I'm most looking forward to, aside from watching my Dolphins play, uh, Minnesota at Pittsburgh. Uh, I, I'm really looking forward to this game. It's a really tough call for me. I think the Steelers are the second best team in football. But I think they still have some things to figure out. Martavis Bryant didn't look spectacular in week one. Um, obviously, they weren't using Vance McDonald yet because Jesse James got two touchdowns. But but believe me, Vance McDonald is a better tight end than Jesse James. And by the end of the season, you will see how much better he is. Uh, they showed last week that when the run game is stifled, they have a hard time. Uh, Bell didn't look like he was ready, and, and I wonder if he's going to be ready for this one. Uh, Minnesota is not a team you want to not be ready for or you don't want to be 100% for because their defense is formidable and they showed you how good that defense was. 
Uh, I have no doubt the Steelers are going to be an incredible force, but I don't think they're there yet. So I'm going to take the points with Minnesota. Um, I'm not going to bet this one, though, because, I, I mean, I just think Pittsburgh's super strong, too. And I think I, I think if this game was played in Week 14, then I would take Pittsburgh. So I'm not going to play anything. Uh, next, we have my favorite play of the season so far. New England is giving six points facing New Orleans. I remember in 2014... In week four, the Patriots were upset by the Chiefs. They they smashed them. It was at Arrowhead, not at uh, not in, in New England, but they were upset 41-14 and just smashed. And everyone started talking. I mean, week one they lost they lost the Dolphins that year. Uh, and week four they lost to the Chiefs, and everyone said, Oh my, are the Pats done? Are they done? Is this is this it for them? Or are they gonna be are they gonna be in trouble? And then the next day, in the next week, they went out and beat the Bengals into a pulp. And this isn't this year's Bengals. This is a Bengals team that finished 10-5-1 and and made the playoffs. This is a Bengals team that people thought were on the up and up. This is a Bengals team that was good, had a very good defense, and they got smashed by the Patriots. Because the Patriots do a better job of adapting than anybody. Bill Belichick adapts better than anybody in the history of the game. You know what happened in the rest of 2014? The Patriots went on to win the Super Bowl. So this team that was finished because, oh my god, they're done, they're done, they're, things are falling apart for them. The Patriots don't fall apart because they have the best coaching staff in the game. Maybe probably, I think, in the history of the game. And they adapt. Kenny Vaccaro is going on and on about if they can keep Cooks at bay, they're going to be fine. He's not their best weapon. Rob Gronkowski is their best weapon, and they don't have anybody on that team who can handle Rob Gronkowski. He is going to explode this Sunday. Eric Berry did a tremendous job, but they don't have an Eric Berry. The Pats are going to route this game. This is my favorite play of the year. It's going to definitely come up on the bets that I recommend. New England minus six. Uh, Philly at KC. KC favored minus uh, five and a half. Uh, KC's a pretty hot pick after beating the Pats in New England. Philly looked good against the Redskins. They did rely on some questionable officiating at the end. I still think you know they, they had that game in hand. Um, but that was a really big call that could have definitely changed the game. You have to wonder if it's a letdown game for the Chiefs after their big win against the Pats. Uh, but then you think about, it's a long break for the Chiefs. They played the Thursday, and then they play on Sunday. You know Andy Reid after a bye week? I know it's not a bye week, but it's some extra time. So I'm going to lay the five and a half until Kansas City comes down to earth because I still don't know how good Philly is because I don't, I mean, I don't think Washington is, is a, Tremendous team, um, and Philly could have lost that game if some call if, if a certain call went the other way. So I'm taking Kansas City, and I'm and I'm giving the points. Uh, Tennessee minus one at Jacksonville. So I want to ask you something. Week one, what is this line? Tennessee minus seven. Probably. This is the biggest overreaction in the league this week. Tennessee lost to a really really good Raiders team. A Raiders team that might be the second best team in the NFL. I still think it's Pittsburgh, but the Raiders are going to make a case. And Jacksonville beat Tom Savage. A guy who I'm pretty sure after last week is now playing quarterback in my flag football league. Houston had a billion injuries, a terrible O-line, an arena league quarterback. Of course Jacksonville beat the crap out of them. Now, yes, Jacksonville is going to be better, and their defense is better, and Calais Campbell looked really, really good. 
But did we forget that Blake Bortles, Bortles is still their quarterback? Blake Bortles. He's terrible. Tennessee is going to beat them to death in Jacksonville and going to make a statement that they are the best team in the AFC South. We're now going to move on to the game I am most, most looking forward to because I finally get to see my Miami Dolphins play. I was very excited this week. I had delivered a baby-sized Nadamakan Sioux jersey to my house for my four-and-a-half-month-old son to watch his first Dolphins game with Daddy on Sunday. Very, very excited about this. I am super pumped for the season. I loved the year last year. I am a realistic fan who understands the Dolphins are going to be in really, really tough shape to make the playoffs this year because I think there's other teams that are getting better. One of those teams is the Los Angeles Chargers. And the truth is, I want to take the Dolphins here. I think the Dolphins are a better team than the Chargers. However, I don't know how well they match up against the Chargers. And with the injuries the Dolphins have right now, I don't know if this is a great spot for them. The Chargers are going to be upset about their loss, but they're going to feel really good about the way they move the ball at the end of that game. The Dolphins D typically gives up yardage like crazy. Uh, Ray Maluga uh, still not practicing, so I think it's... I don't think he's going to play on Sunday, um, which is really going to hurt their run defense. Um, and Melvin Ingram looked really, really good. <laughs> uh, yeah, Melvin Ingram looked really, really good. But I'm speaking of Melvin Gordon, the running back, um, who uh, I thought looked really, really good last week against Denver. Uh, obviously scored the touchdown, looked athletic, looked, I mean, looked like he could catch run. Um, I, I'm really high on him this year, so I think... Uh, I think he's going to run all over the Dolphins. Melvin Ingram also looked really good. I thought him and Joey Bosa put a ton of pressure on Simeon um, and looked really, really good. This is going to be Cutler's first game as a Dolphin. The offensive line is missing Ted Larson. I still think that the, the tackle position is better now that Tunsil uh, is playing left tackle instead of Brandon Albert, just because Brandon Albert was always hurt. Pouncey apparently is really healthy and looking good. He's still listed on the injury list, but apparently that's just going to be the case because it's a lingering thing. But they're saying they're saying all the right things. So um, I'm not super. I'm not as worried about Bosa and Ingram, although I think they're an incredible duo. What I'm really worried about is Melvin Gordon running all over the Dolphins. So uh, I'm taking the Chargers minus three and a half here. Uh, I always recommend not to tail me on a Dolphins game unless I say, you know, I really believe in this play. And usually about once or twice a year, I have one of those where I, I feel like I know my team better than anybody else and, and say this is a play that I really, really believe in. Um, from a passing perspective, I think the Lippet injury, the Tony Lippet injury really, really hurts them. He came out of nowhere. A guy's a receiver, turns himself into a corner and was just... I think he was their best corner last year. I know Maxwell gets a ton of credit, but I think Lippitt was the best um, corner last year. Um, Xavier Howard's really going to have to step up if they want to do something because Maxwell didn't look great in the preseason. Um, and he's just he's getting older, right? So Howard's got to step up because uh, that Lippitt injury is going to hurt them. I do think the secondary is better just because Rashad Jones is back. Um, Anybody who listens to me knows I think Rashad Jones is, is one of the best safeties in the game. Really, really love the guy, and uh, I think he changes that, that defense. But that said, I think they're going to get run all over, and I think that they're going to lose this by probably a touchdown or so. Uh, next, we've got the, the Jets visiting the Oakland Raiders. Uh, Raiders are favored by 13. I don't really play anything this large unless I'm taking the dog, and I, I can't stomach the Jets here. I know it's th almost two touchdowns. 
but they're on the road at a team that I think is very, very, very good. So I can easily see Oakland winning this by 27 points. Uh, that said, I don't ever, I won't ever bet that many points um, unless, I mean, I don't know. If the Patriots were playing the Colts at home this week, and maybe if I was getting, although I think the line would be 21 and a half. Um, but maybe, but I, I, I can't see myself playing this at all. Um, I'm picking the Raiders. But I'm, t- but I'm not betting at all. Uh, moving along to Dallas, uh, favored by two, visiting Denver. Um, it's another overreaction game for me. Denver looked good last week uh, at home uh, against a San Diego team who I didn't think played super well defensively, aside from the pressure they put on Simeon. I thought their their second I, I I didn't think their secondary was very good at all, and I think their secondary is actually considerably better than that. I thought Casey Hayward was was generally bad, um, if I if I have to say that. Um, yeah, so I I know Dallas had a tough time scoring against a very good Giants D, but they still won. Uh, Denver's D isn't the formidable D it once was, um, and it really fell apart at the end of that game. It's going to be a shorter week for them. Dallas is a better team. Um, I'm taking Dallas minus two. Now we have a uh, another huge spread. The 49ers visiting Seattle. Seattle is favored by 14 points. There's not much to say. I think Seattle was robbed twice last week, the pass interference call, and that touched that defensive touchdown that should not have been called back. I think they should have won that game. I think that the Packers were the better team, but I think Seattle won, should have won that game anyways. And if that touchdown isn't called back, I think it's a different game. You know how that, that, that works, right? Um, Seattle's known to start slow. Um, I think they'll still possibly be the best team in the NFC when this all shakes out. Um, but all of that said, I'm, I'm never, ever, ever going to lay two touchdowns in a divisional game. Uh, just don't do it. So we're not betting it because the Niners aren't a great team. I think they're a better team than they were last year, um, but I'm not laying two touchdowns. Um, so we're taking the Niners, but we're not putting any money anywhere. Uh, next, we got Washington at the Rams. Uh, I think it's another week two overreaction. The Rams are favored in this by two and a half points. The Rams aren't a good team yet. They beat a really, really, really terrible team. Like if that if that team was playing for the whole season, it might be. I think I th- easily I think it would go zero and sixteen, and I think it might ramp up there as maybe the worst team of all time. Without luck, they're worse than the Jets, probably a lot worse. Washington hung tight with a good Philly team uh, before a really tough fumble that didn't look like a fumble. <laughs> Looked a lot more like an incomplete pass that sort of did them in. Uh, I think Washington wins this one outright. I don't just think they cover. I think they win this one outright. Uh, So obviously I'm going to take the Redskins. Uh, Then we've got another really toughie, toughie. Green Bay and Atlanta, another game I'm super excited to watch. Um, I won't be betting this one. This line basically states the teams are equal because it's Atlanta minus three at home. And they might be equal. I'm not sure who Atlanta is. I don't know. I don't think they're going to be as good as last season, but they're still full of weapons. The other question I have is the Green Bay defense. They looked really good against the Seahawks last week. Mike Daniels was a beast in that game. But you have to see this defensive defense is a unit that can't keep that up. And they're going up against a much tougher, better, and deeper offense. I think they're going to get tired out. I think Atlanta's probably going to win. I mean, Green Bay's offense is also, I mean, amazing, uh, mostly because they have the best quarterback in the world. But I think that defense gets tired out, and I think Atlanta wins. Um, but I'm definitely not laying any money on this, but I'm taking Atlanta. 
Uh, and the last game, the Monday Nighter, is the Lions at the New York Giants. I don't love this one either. Um, I think it's going to be a really unsexy Monday night game. I think it's going to be lower scoring. Um, I, what effort are we going to get from OBJ? I mean, that really is going to define this game. And without knowing what he's going to put out, I mean, the Giants should be able to put that passing game in check. And they should shut down the offense. But are they going to be able to score? I'm not going to bet it. I'm going to take the Lions because until the Giants show me that they remember the points are important, I just don't think I can run with them. I mean, they, they were anemic against a Dallas defense that I don't think is that great. Now, OBJ back changes things, but what percentage is he at? They were saying, I was reading online somewhere that it's supposed to be a six to eight week um, injury, and obviously he, didn't, he wasn't out for anywhere close to that. So um, I'm taking Detroit because I'm getting points. Uh, at one point, I saw this at five and a half, and it's been bet down to three. So I think everybody's taking Detroit, and it looks like Vegas really wants some money on the Giants. So they've moved that line a fair bit. But uh, yeah, let's we're taking Detroit, even at three. Uh, I want to uh, put one more point. It looks as though the Colts have officially announced that Jacoby Brissett is going to be their starter. So uh, it still doesn't change things for me. I'm still not taking them because I think they're just going to be historically bad. Um, even with Brissett, I don't think Brissett has uh, had a chance to really learn that offense yet. I mean, he was just that trade just happened two weeks ago. So um, uh, with, the, with the Patriots offense that he you know should have known much better, he didn't look great last year against Miami. So I'm uh, I'm still taking Arizona minus seven. Okay, so now we're going to move along to the bet that we're actually placing this week. Um, just going to get right to it. Um, it looks as though the Tennessee line has moved from one when I started this like half an hour ago to one and a half where it sits right now. Uh, I still like it at, at minus one and a half. I, I really think Tennessee is a much better team. I, th I would take this all the way up to minus two and a half um, because I think Tennessee is going to win this um, and I think they're going to win it handily. Uh, so I, I'm, that's a one-unit play. I also like Washington plus two-and-a-half for a unit, uh, and the Washington money line as well, which is currently at plus 125. As I stated before, my uh, I'm only playing three games this weekend, but my favorite play of the year so far uh, is the P Patriots minus six. I'm actually advocating a three-unit bet on that. I don't advocate this a lot. I know you'll see a lot of the guys online who think pretend that they're professionals, who say this is a 15-unit play. If you're betting 15 units, you don't know what a unit is. Um, and, and, and your unit needs to be bigger. If that's if, if every bet is 10 units and 15 units and 25 units, then you need to know what a unit is. Um, I feel so strongly about this Patriots bet um, that I, I believe genuinely that you, this needs to be a three-unit bet. You'll, you'll hear throughout the year, I don't do that a lot. Um, I usually have at least one two-unit bet per week, and a lot of times I'll double up if I think that... Uh, that there's a live dog like Washington. I, I'm taking the two and a half and just in case, you know, they, they get squeaked by a point or something silly. And then I'm also taking the money line because I think that that's uh, you know, a really good opportunity and, and a great, a great example of where that pays off is this weekend, uh, San Diego closed at plus three and a half. And if you thought that they were a live dog as I did, I didn't, I didn't advertise it, but it was a bet that I played. I bet them on the money line and I bet them plus three and a half and so I won the three and a half bet because they lost by three, but I lost the money line bet. 
And I, I mean, I basically in that bet, they were, they were both one unit plays. So I lost the juice. And uh, it really, I mean, that helped out. I mean, if you're, if the team is minus half a point, or the team is plus half a point, that usually isn't going to work. Um, but if you're getting some, I mean, check and see what the numbers are at. Um, but yeah, genuinely, I, I don't do a lot of three unit bets. Uh, and this is one of them. So I, I'm laying pats. Minus six, three units. I also would have a good look. I, it's not out on 365 yet what the first half um, Pat's line is. Once that comes up, honestly, if it's, I, I'm probably going to bet it no matter what it is. It won't be more than six, obviously. I think it'll probably be something like three and a half. And, uh, and I will probably put a unit or two on that as well. I want to also let you guys know that I have been added to a, uh, a podcast group called Crew Roundtable. Um, so you can find me and a number of other really interesting podcasts on crewroundtable.com. Uh, as always, you can always find me here. Uh, you can find me at, uh, at CPT underscore handsome on Twitter or at Captain Handsome Sports at gmail.com. Please keep your questions coming. I will be doing a Q&A uh, podcast sometime in the next two weeks with the questions that have been asked of me. Um, and hopefully some of them are still relevant. It's just taken me some time to get things going because I have a newborn. But thank you for listening, and we'll be back next week uh, with uh, hopefully a bunch more winners. Take care, lads.